Hey, hockey moms, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. And now a word from tonight's sponsor. Morley's American Grill, East Orvis Street in Messina, is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Their tavern offers gourmet sandwiches, burgers, and creative salads. Visit their Facebook page for daily specials and fun times, like Margarita Mondays or Pub Quiz Night on Wednesday. Morley's also offers fine dining with classy steaks, seafood, and pasta menu. Stop in and see what everyone's talking about. That's Morley's American Grill, 240 East Orvis Street in Messina. Open seven days a week. Like them on Facebook. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club, episode 36 tonight. We have the usual suspects with us. We have Patrick Uncle Lardy Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Couple, 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 couple. <laughs> <laughs> and Derek D Train. He too. What's up, Derek? What's up, sweetos? Hello. And the local nerd on staff, Robbie P. Peters. Hey, how's your mom and them? And your host of tonight's show, Mark, the Doctor Morley. Osley, oh, oh doctor, oh doctor. Well, Patrick, I like that intro with a gobble, gobble, gobble. Yeah, that happy nice. Thanksgiving, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Uh, well, on that note, fellas, let's get into a little bit of Thanksgiving traditions. What's what do you like about Thanksgiving, and you know, what's what's your favorite part of it, or what do you look forward to? Uh, in the United States, we have Thanksgiving tomorrow on Thursday. So for all of the Canadian listeners, we'll be celebrating for you. Um, anybody want to go first on that topic? What's something you look forward to tomorrow? Well, I, I like to sit on my ass for a while and, and do nothing. That's my tradition. <laughs> I like no, so, no, it's something new, he said. New. Something different. He said something for Thanksgiving. Yeah, new. <laughs> I like to sit on my fat ass. I just like the uh, hors d'oeuvres. People buy some, you know, different kind of beer, maybe some different kind of wine, mingle a little bit, and see if you can crawl upstairs. Hey, now. There you go. He too? Uh, You know, just, I guess, like Pat saying, kind of like just getting together with family and stuff that you don't see day in and day out, you know? So it's it's just nice to... uh, get together with all of them. Like I'm going to see uh, uncle Mark tomorrow. I haven't seen Mark in a while. So just things like that, man. I love the love eating the food. I don't eat that stuff. I eat that stuff like once a year, you know, so that's you cooking stuff. a turkey you too. I'm not Dan and Deb are cooking, the tur- cooking the turkey and uh, I'll be seeing my mom as well tomorrow. So nice. 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 I think one of the uh, things I look forward to besides watching some football and relaxing is uh, the turkey sandwiches that come in around five five o'clock mm. put a little french onion dip on there some chips right on the roll hey i have tried it with french onion dip i'm gonna have this to food network you need a new <laughs> can of lardy on thanksgiving that's for sure oh yeah i know this is my first lardy in seven days after a little no sir sometimes you have a lardy and you forget you have it and you just start gnawing on some fucking turkey <laughs> 
on a leg. Oh, what is this? Smoke Bare, barely, yeah, barely have your eyes open because you're so tired. Yeah, looking forward to the food coma tomorrow. No doubt. So, yeah, I'm feeling all right. I got, had surgery about a week ago right after our last, last podcast, so had the nose shifted around a little bit and cleaned out. And Yeah, it looks good. I, we can see each other on here on the podcast. And Wife can stop I, out of the bed for snoring. I actually didn't even notice until you said something, Mark, so uh, forgot all about it. It feels like it's like five times the size, man. It's just swollen and... So what was that? You took you dove in front of a slap shot in your league. Yeah, well that was that was the first part, and then I got in a massive fight and beat the shit out of the guy. But as he was going down, his helmet flew off and hit me in the face. So oh okay yeah okay got it all fixed up. Can't play uh, men's league for another two months though, so looks like sticking to porn and podcast. DL. Healthy scratch. <laughs> Healthy scratch for two months. I'm on the IR. But, uh, Robbie, you been in any fights lately in your men's league? No, I don't have any more suspensions left, or I'm out for the rest of the year. Oh, good. The season just started. I know. So. I went through my quota. Three games in. I went to the penalty box and felt shame. <laughs> and uh, I'm back on my game. How Robbie. many suspensions do you get, Pete? Two, you, right? You get two, yeah. What 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 uh, warrants a suspension? Fighting. Uh, fighting in general. Uh, what I the next game I got back, I face washed this guy and he threw his fuck. He threw, grabbed my stick, threw the fucking stick at me. And did the blade come out or was there enough glue in it? <laughs> did the penny come out of the inside? I got a one piece dollar. Oh, you got a one. Oh. oh yeah, it's a nice one. I I stepped up. Uh, about 15 years on my stick this year. Pretty good, pretty good upgrade. Speaking of that, Pete, Mark was probably going to get into it, but the Sabres, what can you guys say about the Sabres? I'm trying not to think about their success right now because I don't want to jinx them just by saying they're they're doing okay. I mean, they're doing a little more than okay, though. About seven-game win streak going on here. We talked about yeah, yeah, some good teams. Sitting at number four, man. I'm fucking excited. And, uh, you know, I'm again, I'm just cautiously optimistic about saying Fourth that. in the league, third in yeah. their conference, third in their division. I mean, I think when we had Zach Bogosian on on the podcast, I think we all were on the same page as saying that, you know, on paper, holy fuck, you guys should be – right up there top five and you know they're fourth now so i think it's big for buffalo i mean he too can agree i i've never been to a buffalo uh football game but you know buffalo football games are pretty intense their fans are crazy down there i know Derek went to a game down there and watched kansas and almost got like escorted to the front door because he had his chiefs uniform (laughs) on but that's the same thing for the the hockey fans are the same way down there. And to finally get a good season, um, it's got to feel good for them. A bunch of drunks. It's been a lot. I yeah, love that city, though. Blue Collar City, man. The fucking yeah, hard hats cool. out there. There's nothing like a Bills fucking game. Yeah, Sabres it's, it's a great atmosphere. I'm, I've never been to a, to a Sabres game, but the Mark was with me, too, when he went to that Bills game. And it was like, dude, those guys are, like, picking on – they're, like, trying to fist fight – eight-year-old kids, you know, or with their father, like they're wearing, <laughs> Chiefs, wearing Chiefs jerseys. But God bless them, man. They're intense. You know, they love their love their, te- love their team. But 
I think they're who are you playing tonight? The Flyers or something like that? Is that going on Flyers. right now? Yeah. yeah, they're up four, they're up four two over the Flyers right now too. I think yeah. so. Yeah, they were beating four nothing. So Flyers must have got a couple. But the uh, like I was telling Pat earlier, they they went on the road and they beat Winnipeg and and Minnesota Wild, who's been doing very well. I mean, they're beating yeah. good. Teams. They're not beating bottom of the barrel uh, teams. So they're proving themselves. And one of the other things I noticed watching Buffalo the other day is that uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Mm-hmm. And he's he's playing all right, but from what I can see and what I've heard from commentators and, and other sports shows is that he needs to uh, work on his positioning and defense. And he's, like, just not in position a lot. He's been out of position. He's been beat quite a few times. I know we were watching the game the other night, Pat, and he went for a line change and completely yeah. blew the play, left Bogosian hanging, and, uh, you know, they scored a quick one. So I guess, you know, he's got a lot of talent. He's got great hands. But he's he's just not in position where he needs to be in the defensive zone a lot. So he's got some work to do. He's 19 years old. It might even be 18, 18 or 19 years old. So very young, promising player. But at this point, he's uh, he's got some work to do on his defensive end. The, growing pains. Yeah. So I did hear though when he got drafted, they were asked. They asked his father, um, you know, when did he start playing defense? And he said last year. So apparently he's only played defense like you know Shortly. year and a half, two years. He's, he was a forward most of his life. So I don't know if we'll see him transition to that that position later on in his career and play forward again or stay back at D. Yeah, I could see him going back and forward. He's got some nasty hands. That is pretty crazy. I for, I forget what I was going to say about uh, the Sabers, but uh, too many IPAs. Too many IPAs, but yeah, that when they played Minnesota the other day and he kind of just randomly, he passed it to Bogosian, who was, you know, the last D, last D man deep and uh, Bogosian went to, go back like, to went to go back to him and he changed up. But, you know, the NHL is tough. I, I don't care if you're coming from uh hockey East or you're coming from the Swedish elite league or you're coming from the OHL. It's a totally different beast. And I think that goes from any sport. You might you might be the top dog in the you know hockey East or the OHL, but when you get to the NHL, man, it's tough to get a point and even even to get a couple shots on that because when you try to get a shot, you think you have a shot and there, a stick gets in there and it fucking ricochets up into the you know the nosebleed. You know you your shots don't even get on the fucking net. So yeah, you you get two shots on net. But you tr- you attempted five, and those five went in you know into the rafters. So the NHL is is a whole different beast, man. It's tough to get points. I think that's the craziest thing when you watch when you watch NHL games, man. Like hardly any pucks get to the net, man. So many shots get fucking blocked. You know what I mean? It's un it's unfreaking real. But listen, it's uh, talking quick back about Buffalo Sabers though. I mean, regardless of Dolan, you know, having those growing pains and whatever, they're going for seven straight wins tonight. And it looks like they might get that in Philly, whether they're in Buffalo or Philly. I don't, I don't really know, but it looks like they're going to get seven straight. Yeah. That's huge. Yep. That's that's big for Petey, but big uh, Buffalo fan. I think Minnesota seemed like they were, um, I I saw some kind of like quotes after that game. It it looked like Minnesota felt like they were the better team. were pretty disappointed to not get a point out of that, but Buffalo's on a roll, man. Yeah, I watched that whole game, and they were outplayed. They just couldn't put the puck in the back of the net. And a couple of the losses that Minnesota suffered in the last week or two have been that way. They've been outplaying teams that just 
whether it was, uh, you know, bad play on the defense, letting in a couple goals, or they just couldn't score. But um, they've been dominating in, in the offensive end. So they just had some tough luck getting, a, getting some goals and, you know, some tough luck on, on the back end. But, no, they've been playing well, Pat. I'm sure you can fill us in on the wild a little bit as well. Those top four lines are still producing and playing pretty well. Well, I just wanted to go back to uh, Buffalo real quick because I, I just can't believe how well they're doing is that uh, Jack Eichel's actually, he's had nine multi-point games, which is a record this year. So he's got the most multi-point games. And I don't know if he got any points tonight, but uh, that's pretty big. But um, there there's no... I think there's only two leading scorers in the top 50 in the NHL that are Buffalo Sabre players. So what that tells me is that the whole team is producing. Yeah, it's a whole team effort. Um, Yeah, Reinhardt. The Reinhardt kids playing well. Same line as Eichel. They've been playing well this year together. Yeah, so, I mean, and then, you know, they got Bogosian back there, North Country boy. He's consistent. He's a tough fucker. Uh, Poso. um, uh Pomainville, he's like older guy. He's got some Bombinville, yeah. So Buffalo's doing really good, man. And and for Buffalo fans to actually go to a a hockey game in the end of May towards June is gonna be crazy, right? Because usually that building shuts down about the end of February, start of April. <laughs> and for those fans to be able to go to the, you know, the Key Bank Arena or whatever it's called now. Um which actually getting into college hockey, that's where the frozen four is this year in Buffalo at Key Bank Arena. But um, for those fans to get back there during, you know, the start of the summer, man, like we were saying earlier, that Buffalo fans are just intense. It's that, uh, been a long, huge. long time. Yeah, long time. Even the guys that yeah. they can play quarterback for the Bills. Oh, yeah, same, same ownership. Good. Those God. teams. Right, nice. they might have a quarterback in there, Pete. Yeah, maybe. Come on, the guy that owns the Bills owns the Sabers too, right? Yep. Bought the Sabers a couple years ago. He's a Russian, he's isn't he? Just out of there. Sokoff. <laughs> isn't he? Uh, I don't know. Is that the Carolina Hurricane or um, Panther owner, the Indian guy with the mustache? That oh, Jacksonville there? Jaguars. Oh, Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look at that guy's <laughs> I bet you his wife can make some sick Indian food. I love Indian food. <laughs> I don't know what that guy's name. What's that guy's name? Something Khan or something? Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. <laughs> so over in the uh, over in the Atlantic Division, with Toronto's up on top now. We just talked about Buffalo, and uh, Toronto's just ahead of Tampa Bay in that conference. And uh, I was watching Toronto the other night, man, and there's – even with Austin Matthews out of the lineup, they still have some weapons on offense. And I don't know if you've got, had a chance to watch Mitch Marner play, but he's been fantastic, man. He's got great hands. He's just silky in front of the net. And he had he had a nice goal the other night. Um, he's putting up big numbers. I think he's got 22 assists or something like that. And like 18 or 19 of them are primary assists. So for the listeners out there, the primary assist is the, the assist directly – before the goal. So, I mean, that's that's pretty good, man. If you're getting primary assists like that, 22 assists, but 18 of them are primary. So he's been playing awesome. He's on JT's line. Um, so him and JT have been been working out really well in Toronto. Um, the primary is like the pussy and the secondary is like the <laughs> asshole. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> so we'll go ahead, Mark. Sir, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so well, anyways, but yeah, he's been he's been fun to watch. I mean, I thought I'd be watching John Tavares, you know, going up to play for the the Leafs, and that he's been kind of somebody I've been focusing on and watching him play instead of JT. So that's great for Toronto. Toronto has some good players on their offense right now. Kadri's been playing well too in the third line. Um, you know, so just some good producers. Sorry to butt in again, but I mean, this is the story of the NHL this year, right? I mean, what what Toronto did to produce this year is like mainstream. I mean, what else? The headlines. It's the biggest story of the NHL. So I don't know why a lot of podcasts and TV shows don't really focus on this a lot like this is huge like what toronto did to get him to come there to play with austin matthews and mitch marner um and all the boys there if they don't succeed it's a bust right do you guys think that yeah they're gonna have some cap issues coming into this too because some of these guys that they have are playing really well like mitch marner's gonna be coming up for a conference this year or next but he's gonna be you know a top dollar guy and they're gonna be looking at themselves like jesus which maybe scored 10 less goals or I mean, <laughs> how are we going to afford this guy? Right. They can't even afford uh what's it? Nylander that's leaving or going to leave. And he's yeah, a top so, player too. So he's, yeah, he's so going to go to the KHL, right? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think I, he's I probably going to stay in the NHL, but there's a chance Toronto might sign him too. But like right there, he's a really good player and they're suffering with cap space now. And then you got a guy like Mitch Marner turning it on. Um, Austin Matthews, JT. I mean, like, how do you afford? Guy, yeah. Fuck his Kadri. name. Kadri. So I mean, they have they have some firepower, and it's going to be like, okay, who do we keep and who do we trade? And, because some of these guys have just producing like crazy. So and well, it's good. You got it. It's a balancing act, especially like in hockey and football. So you know, when you bring in um, you know top level talent like that, free agency. You know, you if you go all in on you know like on the offensive side or go all in on the defensive side, eventually. Eventually, you got some of this homegrown talent that you have. Their young guys are also eventually going to need to get paid. So, um, yeah. it's it's a it's a tough balancing act for a GM because basically what you're doing when you go all in, like with getting Tavares to play with Matthews, Matthews, you're you're kind of looking at like a two, one, two, three year window to try to get to the cup or something like that. Because after that, you're going to have to start purging some guys to sign some of your younger talent. So, um, it's it's a it's a balancing act for sure. We'll we'll see what happens. I think they're. Let's get into the uh, the Rangers heat too. Yeah, talk a little bit about. I just I just wanted to say that you know with Toronto that you know Frederick Anderson and they have Garrett Sparks and um, Sparks actually won the uh, Calder Cup with the AHL last year. So their goalie, on top of their um, front end fucking firepower, Snipebridge, they got pretty good goalies. So like I said, if 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 Toronto is a big story this year, and I'm going to come back to it every podcast. Like, Toronto's got to get to the, you know, Stanley Cup this year, or else. Yeah, they're um, all they're all in, man. It's it's a all, yeah. It's, they're all in. Derek's right. They're all in, just like the Chiefs this year. I mean, talking about the Chiefs, Derek, was that one hell of a fucking game? Like, you, you know what? I missed it. Points. I missed it. What was it, Rob? 105 total points. I missed that game, but if you watched it, you made history because that game, I watched all the highlights, and I wish I would have watched that. 
It was unreal. It really, it really was unreal. Um, I don't even know how to explain that fucking game. Like, the Chiefs should have won the game. They really should have because they had five turnovers. They had the fucking uh, the refs through, I think, 67. This is an exaggeration of it. 67 fucking penalties against them in the first, like, three quarters. It was fucking stupid. They, they started and they were down 13 points. They came yep. back. They came back from 13. They came back from 10, I think. Yep, and then it was 10, and then they just started going back and forth. And I, I, was, ta- yeah. I was texting with Derek, and I'm going, Holy shit, the, the tides keep turning back to yeah. LA. And then as soon as I said that, Mahomes, you know, threw that 75 yard bomb. And I'm going, Holy shit, <laughs> I shut up because yeah. they just kept going back and forth and back and forth. 105 points was the all time record for Monday Night Football. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. It was just. You know, offense after offense after offense after offense. It was well was no... with all those points on the board. The there was some defensive plays. There really was. The Rams defense had some uh, uh, defensive touchdowns, and I'm not sure about yeah. Chiefs did too. The Chiefs had a sack. yeah. I thought so for sure. Fumble turned. Well, actually, I guess it would be considered an interception. They stripped it out and ran into the end zone, but. That game was fucking crazy. Patrick Mahomes is insane. And that one play, well, there was a that one play where Mahomes was coming forward and the guy just hit it going forward and the, and the ball yeah. dropped. And the dude from the L.A. ran, like everybody stopped. Dude picked it up and ran into the touchdown, uh, into the end zone. And I thought for a second that, you know, it was going to be an actual touchdown, but they, they went back to the replay and fucking yeah. forward. That game was insane. That game was insane. Thanks. Yeah. They might meet up in February. That might be a Super Bowl preview right there. Oh, yeah, sure. I think it is, for sure. And imagine, you know, if they do another show like that, imagine the the stats that are going to come out of the Super Bowl, you know? Derek, what about Syracuse being ranked in college football? Has, yeah, has that, is this the first time in our life? Our, <laughs> Dude, that new <laughs> That's a serious question, is it? I don't know. I, I'm not positive. I'm not. I'm not sure about that, Pat. But it's uh, it's been a good, long man. freaking time for that program. Yes, their I've, coach. Their coach is a leader of men, though. You know, what I mean, those I guys saw, get up for him. I saw that first game that they won. Um, I I forget who it was, but the after after game speech, man, I was up and fucking yeah, you know, like I was in the locker room with that guy. Yeah, I, I, I don't like they, think they've ever been ranked since I've been alive in 1981. Were they number 12 when they played Notre Dame last week? So they're yeah, Notre Dame spanked them. Yeah, Notre Dame smoked them, but their quarterback got hurt in the first quarter, which didn't help. Yeah, so uh, Syracuse, that, that they're, they're gonna have a tough time hanging on to that coach, Syracuse's coach. He's oh yeah, well, him. you don't think someone's gonna offer him a lot? What he's done? Fuck, someone's yeah. give him some money, eh? For sure. For sure. Talk about the Rangers, Mark. You've been watching a little bit too? Yeah, I've been watching a little bit of the Rangers. It's just been kind of like overshadowed by some of the other teams that we've been talking about lately because we've never really thought the Rangers were going to be any good this season. You know, we thought we were Yeah, Quinn. I felt bad for him at the beginning of the season. I'm like, Jesus, man, this is going to be a long road for that guy. I, I was with you. They've been playing yeah. great lately. And they were, you know, they're 12, 8, and 2. They got 26 points. They're second in the Metro uh, behind Columbus, which sneaking up there, and um, right ahead of Washington. So, I mean, they're positioning themselves pretty well right now. The, the Kings been playing well in net. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught any of the games, but, but Bunquist has, has been uh, pretty nasty for them. So, yeah, I mean, 
it's it's crazy. I mean, they're definitely exceeding any doing what you just said. Who would have the fucking Rangers ahead of, ahead of the Capitals at this point in the season? You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah, stupid to talk about. But Quinter is obviously doing yeah, some work. They got some pretty good players, though. You know, Zuccarello yeah. still there. Um, Zabenajad, Kreider. Uh, um, you know, Kreider's hey. been playing well. Got um, Vazy. You know, Vazy, he's been yeah. playing well. I don't know if you guys have been catching any of him, but. He's been playing well too. They've got some. Yeah. Aze is playing, playing well. Yeah, Kirk. Yeah, they got some good guys back there. Yeah. I think. Uh, sorry, but I think I think they're like the Vegas Knights, right? I think Derek said that a few podcasts back that uh, they have uh, nothing to nothing to lose, lose man. Nothing yeah. to lose, yeah. So, and, and and it's playing. And like I said earlier, you know, before in this podcast that. It's fucking tough to live in the NHL, man. It's doggy dog world, and uh, they have to uh, produce, or they're fucking gone. So we yeah, nobody nobody knows anyone. So they have to they have to do what they have to do, or they're yeah. going to the A. The biggest thing in the NHL is you don't want to go to the A. So they fucking bust their balls. Their two hours of work is totally different from mine and yours. Two hours of work, it's they just practice and they have to travel and fucking stress. And I, I don't, can't even imagine. Rob and I only work you know, two I, hours a day, don't we? Rob? Oh, no, a week. A week. A week. Okay. He's got the day off tomorrow, so it's really cutting down on his work productive time. Puts me about 30 minutes this week. <laughs> we look at the, you look at the Metro, you look at the, uh, the Atlantic. Um, some of the teams that are, are down at the bottom of the barrel right now, Kind of surprising like pittsburgh we talked a little bit about how they they came out pretty well and then they just got pounded for a couple of weeks and they've, they've won a couple of games lately now they're losing again so you know uh, the devils aren't doing well penguins aren't doing well the flyers are second to last uh detroit which we kind of knew was going to struggle this year is right down there with them too so i mean there's some, been some surprising teams in that league you know with columbus blue jackets up in first place uh, Buffalo in second place in their division. Nashville's and, uh, been there for a little while, right, Mark? They've been up there for what the last three weeks easily. Yeah, Nashville's um, in the Western Conference, also. Mm. We're talking they about the East have, right now. You're only on a. Oh, you're talking about these. Yeah. So I mean, Montreal. Yeah. You know, they're they're right up there too. They're first in that wild card spot. Obviously, wild card is nothing to talk about right now, but it's you know seventh place in the in the division, which is which is pretty good out of all those teams. So they're playing well. We talked about Max Domi. He's having a hell of a season. I don't know if it's a contract year for him or what, but he's going to get paid if he keeps playing the way he is. And, Rob uh, wants to fight his father. <laughs> we need to get him on here, man. I yeah. tried to reach out to him. I haven't got, got any word yet, but that would be nice to have Ty Domi on here. Talk Rob, a about you fighting say you Rob can fight, is it? Rob, would you fight Ty Domi? He's way too small for me. Oh, <laughs> Different weight, weight class. Completely different weight class. It's a heavyweight versus a fucking flyweight. Oh, doctor. Well, he's not a big dude. I mean, yeah, he'll throw, but take him 100 punches to fucking do anything. used to fight Brashear, though. I mean, that was a big battle back in the day. Yeah. And it flyers. He'd fight anyone. He didn't back down to anyone. All right, okay. look so I was look at the bottom of the Metro real quick. Who's Look at the teams that are at the bottom of the Metropolitan Division. Well, Philly's at the Philly's at the bottom of the barrel, but Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh. Devils. 
Pittsburgh's at yeah. the bottom of the fucking league. Is there a coach on the hot seat? <laughs> Coming up right now. They're not at the bottom. Is yeah, he's on the hot seat. He is going to be on the hot seat for sure. I just uh, just saw a little bit of that this week, how they're talking about um, Sullivan's probably going to get booted and if they oh, don't start fa- winning. That's, that's my uncle. uncle's that's brothers, uncle. sisters. Anyways, so, yeah, I put my resume in, and they we've been going back and forth, so we might switch out roles. But, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to go on there. What, what can you do? I mean, he's won a, two Stanley Cups. So. How the fuck are you in seventh place in the Metro with that with the squad you have? I mean. Eighth place. They're in the bottom of the barrel. Are they? Yeah. I think Philly's at the bottom, but maybe you're, maybe you're right. Philly is Philly's at the bottom. bottom. Oh, yeah. Philly's at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I think they just lost tonight, so I think that. I'm on my Game Boys, so my Game Boys. Philly just uh, lost another about 10 But they talk about also about with Pittsburgh. What's the what's the next move? Okay, if you get rid of the coach, that's one thing. But when do you start getting rid of some of these guys that have been there? Um, Kessel and Crosby, Milken. Are you keeping all those guys? Are you are you going to get rid of somebody and bring in a younger guy and some you know new talent or who's going to stay? Who's going to go? What are we going to do? This team's been together for years and you haven't really made any big changes you know you have Murray in that and you know what's next you know maybe you need, need to shake it up a little bit I don't I just I can't believe you look at that you look at that division it's just like Columbus Blue Jackets New York Rangers at the top of it it's like this just I, I don't know it's like Twilight, <laughs> Twilight Zone or something but it's uh yeah. it's crazy that the Pittsburgh coach has to be on the hot seat you saw Edmonton Edmonton fired their coach right Ken Hitchcock yeah. took over yeah Got a win last he night, I believe. Win. Yep. Yeah, yep. So. that's his hometown too. So yeah, so that's big for him. Yeah, so, I mean, cheeseburger after that. He did. He's him and I think him and um, what's the what's the coach for the Wild Pat? Boudreaux. 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 Yeah. Boudreaux's like eight months pregnant. So I bet him and Hitchcock yeah. have a lot of cheeseburgers. They're definitely yeah. the same weight class. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, you can fight them. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be close. Hitchcock, where's where's Hitchcock been the last couple of years? Did he go to like Russia or Dairy Queen? I think he, I Professional eater? <laughs> Probably is in Russia. Coney Island. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that's that's been interesting. I mean, I don't know if you guys uh watched uh Edmonton play much yet, but I mean Mc, uh, Connor McDavid. McFlurry? I mean Mc, uh, McDonald's. Yeah. He had me switch. He had me confused. <laughs> He is is just nasty, man. He's so fast. He's just he flows on the ice. He's, as a skater, he's uh he's just better than everybody else. I don't know if you had a chance to watch him, but man, he is a game changer out there. And I saw him play a couple times uh, the last couple weeks. And I mean, when he gets the puck on his stick, he's got a chance to score. And there's not too many guys in the league now that are that good where they can actually do stuff on their own. You know, it's tough. He's nasty to, to be yeah, like he's nasty. the guy that can actually produce on his own and not need, um, you know, another top forward helping him out. And, you know, let me, let me tell you a story about this. It's weird because I think about this all the time. So when I played Sergi's hockey men's league, we, we used to (laughs) drink a lot whatever, but, um, one night I smoked some weed and I don't know what kind of weed it was. It was good weed, (laughs) (laughs) but I was like on fire and it was at Pine Street Arena I was making passes to myself behind my back. Um, you thought I you were. I, no, I did. I saw the ice totally different. This is what these guys see day in and day out. Um, Connor McDavid, 
without every time he's yeah without the butt every time he steps on the ice this is what he sees and it, the whole game just slowed down for me and i was able to just make these passes and i could you know kind of it was almost like a radar in the cars now where the you know the detection where before you're going to hit someone the stick handling so I, I could pull it in and i could make a pass or bounce it off the boards it was very weird i don't know what kind of weed it was but that night i think i had like two goals two assists made really good defensive plays i probably could have played in the nhl that night that was matrix but, but. <laughs> it was that it was matrix weed yeah that's a matrix matrix weed yeah. and just to get on that topic massachusetts you're allowed to have an ounce of weed Who's moving to raise your hand if you're moving to Massachusetts? Massachusetts is recreational legalized. That's where my state of employment is. <laughs> so can you get go get an ounce of weed up there? I don't know the answer to that. I don't I think you could and hang out there. I don't think you can come back, but Gotta research you have that to, one. do you have to be a resident to get that? Well you have to have a I don't I don't know the answer to that. I think if you're in the state and you're hanging out and I mean I still don't think you could just hang out on the block and smoke the la 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 but I just can't cross over state lines if it's if you're crossing into a state where it's not legal you probably can't do that. No, absolutely. Illegal federally. But uh to get back to what we were talking about with with McDavid Pat um you know I've had a chance to watch Ico as well and you know like we talked about he's on a nine game point streak. I didn't see him controlling the game like McDavid can. Um, you know, I just I just thought he was a lot better. I thought he was faster. I thought he was better with the puck. McDavid's and, the best guy in the league, man. He's the best player in the league. Sure. I mean, if sure. you watch that kid skate, man, it's you can you can pick him out. You don't even need to know the number or who it is. You can just see that's that's McDavid. Effortless. It's it's the a fun. different kind of it's a different kind of you know, it's, it's some it doesn't matter what the sport is, certain people that are elite like that and you know, in basically rare air, there's nobody else like him. It's just he makes everything look easy. He his skate he he's skating 100 miles an hour, but it looks like he's putting no effort into it. He's stick handling like nobody else, but it looks like he's putting no effort into it. He's he's the best player in the NHL. So, I, I, so I don't think it's parents, even close. His parents lied, like when they got him into minor hockey, that he was uh, a year older, just so he would skate with kids older. That's what they did. His dad was a big hockey dude. I forget where he's from. Rob, if you can look that up, obviously Canada, Canada somewhere, but uh, I, I don't know if it's West Coast or East Coast. I think it's East Coast, but his parents lied. They told him, told the uh, minor league association that he was a year older and uh, got him in that. I think Rob's in the same situation. He's trying to fight the uh, minor <laughs> league. <laughs> Connor McDavid is from Richmond Hills, Canada. Where the fuck's that? Fox at? East Coast, or? West Coast. Where the fuck's at? Oh, please. Strip, strip clubs in there. Oh, I'm sure there's peelers. Oh, we're talking that, about Mark. the West Coast. What's that? Mark, did we talk about what uh, teams we'd like to uh, see, the four teams? No, we didn't talk about that. We're going to talk about that right now. How about that? Where Rob's looking that up. Um, we're going to pick uh, two towns we'd like to go watch a game in and who we'd like them to play against and it's, uh, kind of a vacation dream team type game and uh for me i'll go first i i'd like to go out to vegas and watch a game in vegas pretty much just because i've never been to vegas yet and uh i you like get a new nose trip. got a new nose so i'll be looking pretty fly <laughs> and, uh, well the, the tubes are cleared so it's got a straight yeah. shot now 
fuck it, it'll be flying. So <laughs> if uh, and I'd like to, I'd probably like to see him play Colorado. Um, I think that'd be a good battle. Colorado, Colorado. Colorado. They've got a Colorado's got a nasty first line this year, um, playing really well. And I think that would be an exciting game. And just to be out in Vegas and see the atmosphere there, pregame shows, all that kind of shit. Yeah. The next one for me was another party town going to Nashville, uh, checking out a game in that barn. Uh, hear just tremendous things about the fans there. And uh, I was going to watch a game there. I'd like them to see the wild to check out Greener and some of the boys on the wild play. So those are my two spots to vacation and watch a game. So I just got the wire back. Richmond Hills is outside of Toronto. It's, in, it's Toronto. <laughs> Ontario. Ontario, yep. Patrick, where would you go? So my two teams are growing up in the Northeast and uh, um, upstate New York. I've seen a lot of uh, Ontario games, you know, Toronto, Ottawa. I've been to Montreal. We, you know, growing up in um, upstate New York, we go to Ontario, Quebec, just for, just to get fucked up, you know. Shits and um, giggles. Shits and giggles, so. Used to, um, you can't do that anymore, but yeah. So, yeah, I'd like to go out and see Calgary at Edmonton in Edmonton um, just because it's cold out there. Um, from a, I grew up in a cold environment. Um, it would be a hockey night in Canada night, um, get fucked up, go to some strip clubs. Um, Canada, Canada has some really good strip clubs, so um, you can't go wrong in Canada with strip clubs. Uh, Capitals versus Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh, just because, you know, if anyone knows anything about the NHL recently, um, it's a must-watch game. Those two teams go at it. Um, it's all, almost a Hockey Hall of Fame game. I think uh, as we get older and our kids get older that uh, we'll be talking about the good old rivalry of, uh, you know, Pittsburgh versus uh Malkin or I mean uh, Washington Crosby for Malkin OV Stanley Cup etc. So I want to see Calgary and Edmonton and Capitals at Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's kind of crazy, Pat, because I'm exactly with you on the whole Calgary Edmonton thing. I don't know if it's because like growing up when we were early young young bucks like playing at the Pav, didn't we? I think we used to wear like these were like Calgary Flames jerseys when you were like the Canton minor hockey thing was like a Calgary Flames symbol. And my favorite team growing up when I was really young was watch, you know, was, was the Edmonton Oilers, Gretzky, Messier, those guys. I would, and I've obviously I've never been to that part of, we, like you say, we've been to all over Eastern Canada kind of, but I've never been to Western Canada. So I'm, I'm 1000% with you on watching Edmonton versus Calgary. That'd be like, a I just want to smell the strippers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that too. Oh, that too. But that is definitely one of right. mine. But and then uh, another kind of off the wall one is uh, I, I'd like to watch a game in St. Louis. That 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 rink seems to get rocking out there. Um, not sure I would have a team that I really care that they played, but uh, I'd I'd like to see St. Louis maybe play like a team like Detroit or something like that. You know, out out in St. Louis. So uh, that would be my two teams that I'd like to watch. Yeah, so for me, um, I chose four. Um, you know, I'll, I'll start with that. I'll put a two in. So I've yeah. seen hit the timer, hit the timer. Rangers, uh, at MSG. I, I like the MSG experience. Some people do, some people don't. But uh, you know, there's just something about being downtown New York City and uh, and going and see the Rangers. I saw the Rangers Sabers play. I mean, it was back in the '90s now, but. Uh, 
still, I'd like to get back and watch another game. $12, a beer. Yeah, well, that's part of the New York City experience. Empty that's wallet. Cheap, though, right, Mike? What's that? $12 a beer, that's cheap. Next. Yeah, that's why you get the beers in a can on the train for two bucks and drink as many as you can on the way there. <laughs> yeah. Toronto, you know, Toronto is a fucking major hockey city. Um, I've never been to Toronto to watch a game. That's something uh, I will do this year. Uh, Toronto and Minnesota are coming, or Minnesota's coming to Toronto. My family will be up there watching that game. So uh, I'll get that off my bucket list. Chicago, Chicago's a, you know, I mean, I've been watching hockey for 34 years now. And Madhouse. You know, I went out to Chicago again, late 98 and uh, about 98. And, uh, you know, I never made it to the Blackhawks arena. I played at the, the Chicago Wolves um, arena, but it was just outside, you know. And so uh, I never got in to watch the NHL game. So that's uh, one of the reasons I'd like to go to Chicago. Um, and I'm with Mark on Vegas. Uh, there's just something about that new arena uh, that's calling me. I've never been to Vegas because basically I'm scared to be in that city by my, you know, by myself. <laughs> or without without parental control. Without it, with you guys, I would be even more worried. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, there's something about Vegas and that new arena that uh, I'd like to go see. Nice. Yeah. The uh, the West Coast arenas are are pretty cool. The uh, up in Canada, I was fortunate enough to play in those arenas in Edmonton and Calgary and Vancouver, and uh, I had a lot of fun in those cities after the games. That was for sure. Those are very well, fun cities to you party. You got a new nose, so we we know that. <laughs> yeah, I never got beat up too bad, but I had a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> the women were smoking in Edmonton. I was like, "What the hell? We're in Edmonton, you know? You get you get to Calgary, and then you go another however many hours north of Calgary to get to Edmonton, and you're like." in oil country and you go out to the bar and there's just smoking blondes everywhere. You're like, what the hell? Really? So when, when did you go there, Mark? When did you go there, Mark? Like in, uh, you know, like late fall or when was the season? No, that was the, the, the winter time. So we were playing right along the same schedule as the, the NHL teams. They just put the turf over the ice for the lacrosse games. Oh, okay. So, um, sometimes we did catch a NHL game when we were on the road. Um, you know, when I played in Anaheim, we caught a bunch of games at the pond. It was a pond then. We, you know, after a practice or something like that, we'd go watch them and stuff like that. But um, Mark, Mark tell, tell our, all the listeners about that time you were in Anaheim and uh, you got to wrestle Tom Arnold on fucking uh, ESPN or whatever that was. Oh, the best damn sports show? Best damn sports so, show. Um, That's right. <laughs> if you guys remember that, it was Tom Arnold and what's the big black guy, uh, the basketball player that was on there with him? Fuck. Shaquille? What's his name? Charles Barkley, is it? No, it wasn't Charles Barkley, another famous uh, NBA guy. But So it was Casey Powell, another North Country guy, and I on the show, and we were just we got to meet Tom Arnold, and we, we went out to, like, the back of the studio, and we were doing, like, this lacrosse shooting thing, and, and this guy was so fired up on coke, it was unbelievable. <laughs> I've never seen so much, so many, somebody so whacked in public in my life. You know, I've seen it, you know, at late-night parties and shit, but this guy was completely zooted. I mean, talking a mile a minute, like, bouncing around, and he couldn't control himself, and I was just like, fuck, are we going to have this in the green room or what? Probably so, it was pretty cool, you know, 
to meet Tom Arnold and be on the show and stuff like that. But it was definitely he was fucked up, man. This middle of the day, it was like two in the afternoon, and this guy was just whacked smoking cigars in the studio. It was it was pretty funny. You guys were had him drinking at six in the morning. You guys were there <laughs> promoting the game of lacrosse, right? To the west. Yeah, we were promoting the because we were in the LA market in Anaheim, so we did a lot of promotions up in the LA. This I think that was at like Fox Studios or something like that. But um, that was one of the cool things about playing out in California. Got some of that exposure of, you know, some of the big media market type stuff. But we did a lot of promotions with, um, you know, to dancers and stuff like that going around the city. And I think, it was pretty fun. I think that happened with us, Rob. Didn't we have those uh, Latin Kings go up from New York City when we were in college? And we saw we were snorting coke. And it was, what was that? <laughs> Methamphetamine. Oh God! <laughs> Breaking Bad. We took, we took, we took like a, a dime of a line, and we were up for fucking three days. I was, I was teaching my economics class. My teacher didn't recommend it, but I was like, just sit down. I got this class. I got a pretty good story. I got a pretty good story from being out in um in LA. There's a bunch of my teammates and I went out, and uh, you know. It was, there's fighting in lacrosse, professional lacrosse, indoor, just like hockey. So <clears throat> some good fighters on our team and stuff. But we went to a bar. There's a lot of Spanish guys there. And um, apparently I was talking to the wrong girl, and it was some guy's girlfriend. I can't imagine that. No. They're, like, pointing at me and shit. And I've got some of my teammates around me. I'm, like, one of the small guys, right? And I'm, like, what the fuck is going on, man? This is, like, there's way too many Spanish guys in this bar right now. I do I do not feel comfortable. I feel like I'm going to get fucking gang raped right now. <laughs> so one of my, my buddies is a goalie. He's a big guy. He starts mouthing off to the guys like, fuck you, you know, back and forth. And I'm just kind of taking two, three steps back. Like, I'm, I'm not getting into this shit. And most of my buddies are Canadian. They just love to chirp and start fights and shit. So ends up – our there's like five of us and they kick out my friend who's a goalie right so and they kick out like five of the spanish guys and there's like four of us in the bar still and we're sitting there and we're like all right what are we going to do now and then we're thinking jesus he's going to be out in the parking lot getting his ass kicked so like all right we got to go out let's go we get out in the parking lot and there's a full-on brawl going on <laughs> turns out like five of our other teammates are coming back from another bar see our friend getting jumped and they're beating the shit out of these Spanish guys. So we all go out, we're fighting these guys. I'm just kind of walking around kicking people on the ground and shit. <laughs> Checking wallets. Yeah. We get back to the hotel and our coach is there. He's like, what's up boys? And I was like, Oh coach, we just got in this big brawl down the street at this bar. And he's like, Oh yeah. How'd it go? Did you guys win? And he's like, couldn't care less that we just got in a brawl. <laughs> like typical Canadian guy. He's probably half in a bag already. And he was just wondering if we won the fight. It was unbelievable. Oh, that's awesome. Great stories. Yep. Yeah. Good old. So, it's, I mean, there's pretty similar. Like most of the guys we played with in indoor lacrosse are Canadian. Probably 75% of the league. So, you know, majority of those guys are all hockey guys, all fighting I backgrounds. Say, and, I would even say higher than 75%. Yeah, it's, pre it's pretty high. So, it was a uh, it was a great experience, um, you know, just to see how some of the the hockey mentality that Canadians have is, uh, you know, it's just different than any other sport, right? For it's, sure, it, it's just different. I live in the South now. Rob can probably attest to this that uh, 
just us uh new england boys or canadian boys uh it's totally different we uh re-experience sports and um life just different just with the 20 below degree temperature and how we get along with each other just because uh you're inside seven months out of the year but uh getting back to um hockey uh st lawrence beat minnesota did you guys see that i did you didn't get a little college hockey yeah yeah i thought it <laughs> i thought it was like a misprint or something i had to look it up i was like are they talking about the girls the girls play minnesota at home this week and uh, <laughs> i just couldn't believe that they they won so that what about Zoomass? Zoomass, Mark. Can you talk about Zoomass hockey? That's their yeah, well, I, my old stomping grounds, and they've been you know since I left when I was there, um, the big dig was going on. It was like the probably the most over budget government project that's ever gone through Massachusetts and Boston. So the state of uh, Massachusetts was pretty poor at the time, so they weren't putting much money into their um, to their school. You know, their big university and stuff like that but i've gone back since in the last five ten years and the amount of construction that they've done on that campus is ridiculous the amount of facilities that they put in um, i'm pretty sure they're building a brand new arena um, and basketball facility at this point and it was brand new when i went there you know state-of-the-art basketball hockey we arena saw, who did we see there we saw method man right mark i remember oh, yeah. me you rob and Seabass went and saw method man it at Dumas, and we yep, were up in the, there. we were up up top, right? We were like in the nosebleeds, cause just cause we yep. wanted to smoke pot, so we wouldn't get bothered. But um, that place is pretty big, so they're getting gonna get a bigger one. Yeah, that's what I read. They're they're putting in a new facility, and they have a practice facility connected to the main facility. Like they have their own practice rink right next to it. I mean, really good facilities. Um, it's one of those things that we talked about with uh, Greg Carvel going to, to UMass yeah, from huge. St. Lawrence. Like, how do you compete if you're St. Lawrence with universities of that size? I mean, they have 30,000 kids. They've got, you know, St. Lawrence has 2,300. They just have crazy amount of enrollment. they got state funding, which is huge, you know, if you're getting government funding for these projects. And, you know, with Wisconsin, where, where J.D. was at, and you talk about how they get charter flights to – their games and you know they just they travel different they put their players up differently in their dorm rooms and all that kind of stuff so i mean it's just to see somebody like st lawrence and clarkson these smaller universities even most of the ecac teams which are these smaller clubs they're competing now but i mean the recruiting wise it's getting harder and harder to compete with wisconsin ohio state um minnesota's uh what is it north dakota's got a ridiculous rank now and you bring a young kid into something like that, and I'm like, Jesus, this is NHL, you know, type ranks. And then you go to Appleton, and they're like, eh. Yeah. Well, that's and, what uh, Nick Pastajik said uh, when when they Michigan came to St. Lawrence. He was like, nice barn. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Sarcastically, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for people that are from Canton, New York, and people like us that, you know, love Appleton because it's the – the rink we grew up with and you know most of the alumni love the rink they don't want it changed but you know young, young recruits that have nothing to do with st lawrence come into the barn and be like this place is pretty fucking old you know i think i think we had like a go ahead derek but i just wanted to say real quick i think we had a you know we have a group text message of the blue line hockey club that uh 
some of these Ivy League schools, like they're content on what they do. So, I mean, they don't really care if they win. They just want to compete a little bit. They just want to be in the mix. They don't really care. You, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I mean, they SLU's got to just talking about St. Lawrence in general. They they've got to do something to upgrade that facility. I mean, as much as we all love it, and it's you know, what is it, what, what's the word we're looking for? Sentimental and yeah, it's a it's historic. Like it's, a, it's a historic, but they got to do something, man. They I mean, you can't you can't keep up with all these other schools like you guys are saying and and still have Eventually, that. Eventually, yes, you have to. You know, you absolutely have to. That something's got to be done. I don't know if you fucking dig under it or something like that so you can go down and you don't have to change the shape of the building or change the shape of the bleachers and stuff or you know i'm honestly though, like if you just dig something. underneath or something and lower the lower the ice surface and add more bleachers and put more concessions and put a little bit more you know maybe put like something in the center of the ice you know like where you can see you know like the telescope the scoreboard yeah. you know like that's hanging from the center you know like yeah do something man and you gotta do better facilities, you know, where these guys can work out and shit too. So yeah. something's got to be done. I mean, even up there, you guys drive up the road 10 miles, go to Clarkson university and that place is, you know, it's head and shoulders. I mean, it's a different kind of uh, atmosphere, you know, but it's uh, night and day. Yeah. It's night and day. It, they got to they get a lot more fans. They get a lot more fans 10 miles down the road. I don't know if you, I've been to some Clarkson games lately and you got to stand. You can't even get seats. You know, I've been to some St. Lawrence games where you could lay down and watch the game. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of like you know, it's it's kind of like the story of of Canton, New York. They got it. Something's got to be done. They got to the university and, and stuff like that has to come together and improve that facility. There's no doubt about and it. I, I never and really I, understood that about this. Like this is a hockey community, and yeah. I I do think that the the facility would change things if they had a nice facility. People would just show up out of curiosity to see it, and uh, you know maybe they would have a a decent chance of putting a good team together if they had a facility. But I never understood, like Mark said, you know, nowadays you can go there some games and fucking lay down. That's just ridiculous. It's, it's not it's not family oriented. You know, Clarkson's family oriented. You can get, there's restaurants in there. Um it's bigger so it's not a big fucking clusterfuck to get in there. They have a um, bar in there. There's a bar. bar. Yeah. There's a bar in there. There's more than four tickets places where you can get tickets for St. Lawrence has two. So you got to wait out in the negative four degrees fucking temperature. Yeah. Uh, it's just not, it's, and then you go upstairs and it's just not comfortable there in St. Lawrence is there's old bleacher seats, old wood pine bleacher seats. And that's what everyone talks about that. They want to keep that. They keep that tradition, but yeah, that's cool. But like, like we've been saying, it's, Recruiting is about facilities. I mean, you can say what you want. A coach can recruit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you're if you're really good. If you're St. Lawrence and you're in the top ten every year, you're gonna get you're gonna get guys to go there. But if you're struggling and you get a guy, a good recruit to come in, and you're saying, okay, this is our school. It's cold as fuck here all the time. You know, it's the campus is nice. Don't get me wrong, very nice campus. But I mean, you got to have facilities for these kids to wow them. I mean, basically. You're trying to wow them without putting money in their pockets, right? So how do you how do you get these kids to come to your school? And a lot of it is, you know, Pat, you you know firsthand with your nephews going to um, big time schools, especially Wisconsin, that you've shown us to like where they put their freshmen up in their dorms with like swimming pools and all kinds of crazy amenities. And I mean, it's and they fly on private planes. I mean, 
I mean, it's just yeah. crazy. And, and that's a whole, a whole different mar market. You know, yeah, Wisconsin, Madison is a big city. We're St. Lawrence. But St. Lawrence has the money. And, and if they invested in that hockey program, they'd see a little, little more return. But I don't think they're interested in the return. Um, well, the, the other thing you got to think about, too, is that these you're talking about you're trying to com we're comparing St. Lawrence Clarks and those kind of those kind of schools with with you know the only D1 program that these schools have is their hockey program. Yeah. So the other schools have multiple D1 programs bringing massive amounts of money in to, to that college to that university. Football. Yeah, you know, so it's football, yeah. I mean, basically football and basketball are bringing massive amounts of money into those universities. Even, you know, probably even some of their soccer and program soccer programs and stuff like that too, but that's you know that's the difference that, that we're talking about but st lawrence yeah. you can look at the flip side though too st lawrence only has that one division one program so you they probably yeah. ought to be pouring some more fucking money into it you know holy well, shit division dope. three football and their their football facility is better than the the hockey i mean it's brand new yeah. new turf yeah. new new everything you know it's like backwards you're yeah. not putting anything into the division one program yeah it's it's so you see uh, Clarkson, you know, they built a, a rink 20 years ago. I mean, it wasn't yesterday. Um, and now you have RPI. We talked about it with Coach Smith building a, a nice facility. So, I mean, RPI is similar, similar boat. I mean, they're in a bigger city, but um, I think they only have one Division One sport as, as well. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's probably not going to happen. I know they're doing renovations, so they're probably not thinking about doing it. They're adding on and band-aiding and, trying to keep uh, up with the Joneses per se. So, I mean, hopefully the program gets better and good program you can recruit. So with, with the college hockey talk that uh, St. Cloud State's number one, Duluth is number two, Minnesota State's number three. So Minnesota's uh, representing there. And then you got UMass, Ohio State, Penn State, Denver, Notre Dame, Providence, Quinnipiac top 10 but uh top three is minnesota state so that's pretty big that's big that's big hockey country out there the state of hockey in minnesota um so and they all have big facilities so that's what i was getting to st cloud state duluth minnesota state their facilities are top-notch nhl um facilities so that's how they're getting those players but the reason we just got on umass uh mark mark the host here, he he went to UMass and a Canton native from our hometown, Canton, New York. He actually is a head coach there. And uh, they're actually first place in Hockey East, fourth in the nation, which is huge, huge for and, – and, and I think Rob and I got into the conversation earlier this week that, uh, you know, Greg Carbo was the head coach of St. Lawrence and uh, they let him go. And, you know, who knows why speculation, money, family, who knows. But he left, and UMass is fourth in the nation. So that's all I got to say. It's yeah. got to sting a little bit. Yeah, it has to. I'm not sure they could have kept him. He probably, I think his, I think his wife is from there maybe. Uh, um, You're right. He may not have had any desire to stay, but St. Lawrence isn't going to pay him the kind of money that those other colleges are. But – it's interesting, you know, here we sit and talk about these big schools, but you look at the same standings Pat's talking about, and, you know, you got programs like, you know, Providence, uh, Union, 
Cornell, you know, they're, they're in the top 20. So, I mean, um, those smaller, those smaller schools can contribute, but their facilities, you know, are probably a little bit better than slew anyways, but I don't know. Yeah. And some of the, uh, some of the Ivy league schools in the ECAC, I mean, they recruit with diplomas. I mean, you go yep. to Cornell, Harvard, Yale, Union. Um, I mean, the list goes on in that league, you know. I mean, it's, I don't know if Princeton's even in that league anymore or not. But, I mean, all these Ivy League schools, Cornell. I mean, if you're a kid and you're borderline and you're thinking maybe, you know, the NHL is not the end of the road, but you're going to graduate with an Ivy League diploma, you're going to write yeah. your ticket when you go get that job interview at the end of the day. So, yeah. I mean, some of these guys are getting some of the – best educations possible most of the time paid for through other they keep they don't have athletic scholarships in the, in the ivy league but they have you know other ways to give kids money um you know so they're not paying for school so i mean that helps them recruit you know like going to harvard i mean look at donato and kids like that that coming out of harvard with a adam five degree yeah it's like yeah i went to harvard so Another uh, exciting thing that happened this week in college hockey is that the Toronto Maple Leafs prospect, J.D. Greenway, uh, ended up signing with Maine. Big so news, left, yeah, big news for him. Left Wisconsin after two years, I believe, at Wisconsin. Yep. And uh, playing for Dubuque, Iowa right now. And uh, it just came out this week that, JD has signed with the Black Bears up in Maine, so that's another big hockey East school. They're re they've been rebuilding throughout the last few years too, and uh, you know, wishing JD the best of luck in Maine. And I'm sure Pat, you and the family is pretty excited about him getting back in um, college hockey. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, you know Maine has uh, has its years. Paul Korea played there when the last time they won their uh, national championship back in the uh, late 80s. And, uh, you know, it's just a great hockey environment. It's actually a two-tier arena. So you have the, you know, it's a two-bowl arena, I should say. So, you know, you have the tier down below and then the bowl, one bowl above, you know, most NHL ranks have three. <clears throat> they have the two. So it's really good. It's it's really compact. It's it's a cold, you know. It's in Maine. Um, this it's the only D one school D one sport at that school. Um, just a great hockey environment. So uh, JD actually has been uh, turning around a little bit since he's been in the um, USHL. Um, he's been back on Toronto's radar, and they uh, had him as a sleeper. So. Uh, um, hopefully he, uh, I think give him two years at Maine and, um, maybe turn that program around a little bit and, uh, hopefully he will see him in the show. They're losing what three seniors next year. So he's going to have a spot to step in and, and make an impact right away. And, you know, watching JD, you know, I obviously have known him since he was a, a young buck, but, uh, you know, watching him grow, he's got a lot a lot to offer if he can, you know, just find his way again. And I, I think he found, you know, I don't know. Well, this isn't common knowledge, but uh, University of Maine was one of his top offers before he went to Wisconsin. So it seems like he may have, you know, made a decision to go to Wisconsin, 
and it didn't work out. He's in the USHL and, you know, maybe found his way back to the path he probably should have been on. So I'm hoping, you know, for the best for that kid. I, I think that uh, he's an NHL caliber player. Defenseman, yeah, yeah. size, skills. I mean, that fucker was uh, at the prospect camp and was <clears throat> on ESPN and the fucking top 10 for a, uh, a penalty shot goal that he scored. I mean, for a 6'5 kid, just like his brother Jordan, he's got some silk hands. And, uh, you know, on the on the defensive side, he's a big fucker, and he's not afraid to, to play the body. Jordan is a, a finesse player. He's a skilled player. But JD's a tough motherfucker. So I can't wait to see. A uh, little bit of a temper. He's got the attitude. Yep. Good. That's good. Pat, you got any inside info as to why he chose me? Um, you know, just looking for um, full scholarships, um, people that are interested. Um, Maine has uh, a really good team this year. I think they're in the middle of the pack of Hockey East. They are losing, like Rob said, three seniors, but uh, they got a good squad coming in. And just the coach, I guess uh, a lot of praise towards the coach on uh, producing top-end talent. So. Um, I think it's going to be good. He, uh, he's excited. So get, I just say uh, to all Toronto fans out there, give him two years, and uh, I think you're going to uh, be impressed at what he can produce. Yeah, on, a, on another note with the Maine Bears is Jimmy Howard went to the Maine. Yeah, yeah Jimmy Howard went there. I think that Jimmy Howard went to the uh, championship game and lost. Um, so, yeah, another North Country boy went to Maine. Success there, yeah. I mean, I consider it a success. I'd say so. We've been in the league a long time. Well, fellas, it's been another another exciting episode here on the Blue Line Hockey Club, and uh, I'm repping my new 2-4 hockey hat tonight. Got some pretty sick gear from 2-4 hockey the other day. I see Robbie's got a 2-4 hockey shirt on. It's not you tight go. either. That must be like a double, huh? It's a double, a double? X, but I'm also losing a little weight. Oh, there we okay. Go. Yeah, I must be out of weed. So uh I doubt it. Doubt it. <laughs> Never. So fellas, uh Christmas is right around the corner. Get to two four hockey.us, two four hockey.ca in Canada. Pat, give us that promotion code. Eleven B L H C fifteen off. That's fifteen off your entire order. Fifteen percent off your entire order not fifteen dollars fifteen percent so not fifteen grams it's fifteen dollars <laughs> eleven blhc fifteen uh fifteen percent off yes sir we got uh black friday friday cyber monday get the two four hockey.us pick out some good gear for your kids or your, your friends or whoever you have to buy for this christmas yeah, season and i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and put this out there black friday whatever shop locally Shop locally. Oh, here we go. Well, like, Mark will think that Mark will appreciate that, right? Well, spending money in a restaurant, but um, the when you shop locally, it, it stays in the community. So, support your local businesses. I see. Uh, what's his name? Carlson got his first goal out in San Jose. So I just wanted to throw that in before we go. No doubt. But, uh, all right, boys. Um, Besides that, yeah, uh, Minnesota is playing Ottawa tonight, so 
I'm going to get to that game right now. I have it recorded. Grab a couple of cold ones. So we won't tell you how it ended. Yeah, don't tell me how it ended. So I'm going to go downstairs and light a nice spliff and get my mind right for the game. Do you, and, you, do you think you need more beers? Or? I don't, but I'm going to. <laughs> but, uh... All right, All right Marley, Mark, walk us out. Of- walk us out. All right, guys. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Hope everybody eats a lot of turkey, drinks a lot of <laughs> beer. <laughs> Till next time, folks. Keep your stick on the ice. Damn. Keep it up.